Welcome to Middle of the Curve. My name is Sean, and I, along with my co-host Ali, are a pair of incredibly average law students that want to make the law a little more digestible. Not only do we discuss oddly specific and frankly silly areas of law, but we also talk about current events and random topics that come along. Huge disclaimer, neither of us are lawyers, and nothing we say on this podcast should be interpreted to be legal advice. This was made purely for entertainment and slight educational purposes. We hope you enjoy, and a huge shout-out to Emily Powell and Dr. Cope for the music in the background. So, Ali. Yes, sir. Hello. Hello again. Here we are. Yes, here we are. But, you know, there's a there's a little bit of an update with you, Sean. You turned the big 2-3. Yeah, nobody... 23 years old. Nobody likes 19. you when you're 23. Michael Jordan year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... He should be really honored, actually. I I would be honored. Yeah, that that he and I <laughs> get to share a number. You know, I'm I'm a kind of a big deal. So, you know, the star co-host of Middle of the Curve podcast. Star co-host, yes. But yeah, happy happy belated birthday. Thank you. Let me let me walk you through my birthday. It was, you know, I'm not I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. I might have had the most exciting birthday of my entire life. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm, I got up, went to work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got home at like six from work and uh, went to bed. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Now, I know that all our listeners are probably very jealous of my extravagance i guess would be the way to say it i think that was a little bit of like a project x type of birthday that you had yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know it would, it's, it's the type of birthday that would make like like teenagers in beverly hills kind of blush you know yeah, yeah. The, like you know they got their bugattis and i mean know. we do too now but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. after after we hit the big two five and in instagram followers for sure Fun fact, um, when you hit 25 followers on Instagram, they actually send you a Glock and a Rari. I was, I, I was as surprised as the next guy, but yeah, just a package came from Instagram and inside a Glock and a Rari. Yeah, so I started work, Ollie. How'd that go? How, how was the, tell me about your first week of your internship, your summer internship, your summer uh, legal internship. Yeah, so uh, as, as all of our listeners know, I'm a rising 2L. Oh, hopefully weather. fingers crossed please, assuming please represent yeah. me so i got a job at a law firm doing shocker work <laughs> well you know there's lots of things you can do on a on a thing you know on, during a summer but it wasn't a great first week and only so most of it almost all of it is a hundred percent my fault well i'd say 85 to 90 percent was my fault okay there's, there's some pretext to this in that when you go to a graduate level education, you have to update your resume, right? Because the job that you, you know, the, the resume that got you to grad school isn't the one that's going to get you a job after grad school. Uh, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I uh, updated my resume to include my relevant legal experience. And I also updated the banner that goes at the top of the resume. You know, stuff that has your name, phone number, email address, LinkedIn, stuff like that. Yours has your LinkedIn? Mine doesn't have my LinkedIn. Dude, come on, Ali, hop on it. 
How else Wait, are do you follow me on LinkedIn? Ooh, follow us on LinkedIn. Yeah, we we're making a LinkedIn account for the podcast. It's connect also, connect with us on LinkedIn. So in my haste and excitement to update this resume to get to get my legal legal career started, I made an I made a critical error. What was that? Ollie. I misspelled my email. <laughs> I, oh, man. And it is not it is not a complicated email. It is three letters and two numbers. It's like SRW and then some numbers, right? That's not what I put, Ollie. I put SWR. Oh, no. I, I'm what they call in the industry a, f- a fucking idiot, Ollie. <laughs> so fast forward, I apply to the job I currently have now. Spoilers, I get the job. Ooh. But when I apply, I, so I, at my previous job that I worked in over the semester, I got off work from there and I was sitting in a parking lot in the Port of Cleveland. So the Port of Cleveland is like a parking lot literally right by like the edge of Lake Erie. Again, Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sitting there waiting to go home. When I get offering me the interview for the job, I talked to this very lovely woman. She said, is that still the email we can reach you at SWR, you know, and, and then said the wrong email. And I said, no, that's weird. That's not how you spell it. And she's like, oh, that's weird. That's what's on your resume. So first of all, like I'm freaking out emotionally, physically, um, spiritually. And, <laughs> and I say, well, that's not correct. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry. Let me send you the, the updated copy. So I drive half an hour home. I update it and instantly send it to her saying like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I feel really bad about it. So I get to the interview. I, I'm supposed to interview with one of the partners, not just one of the partners, like head partner, the guy who the law firm is literally named after the head honcho, the head honcho. Right. Um, he's not there. He's sick. And this is like weeks, weeks, months before the coronavirus. He's out sick. So instead of one one hour long interview, I proceeded to have three one hour long interviews with three different partners. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and they all asked like this like different questions and they had a list. So apparently and I'm so it's, there's a silver lining here because the way that the the managing partner interviews people is he makes them look like an idiot by asking questions that really throw you off to see how you can think on your feet. Uh, luckily, I didn't get many of those questions because all the other attorneys were too embarrassed to ask them. You know, he'd ask you shit like, name 20 other things you could do with an ice cube except cooling a drink. Oh, easy money. Yeah, I don't right? know Go. how many of them. Uh, 20? Let's do it. Um, you can use it to water some plants. You put some... Just very like, slowly? Ice cubes. Yeah, you put some ice cubes in the pot. Learned that from my mom. Shouts out to my oh. mom. Um, oh, I know you can do it to cool yourself off. So you put it inside your hat when you're outside and it'll slowly cool you down. That's two. Um, multiply by 10. Nice. All right. Two more than I would have come up with. My shit would have been like, you can place it somewhere and hope someone slips on it. Like that's, that's where my brain would instantly go. You were like watering plants and keeping yourself cool on a hot summer's day in Texas. And I, I instantly thought about battery. So that's, I guess that's just who we are as people, Ali. This interview was fine. It was long. And 
I get to the third partner and she was, she was by far my favorite only because she was nicer and it was the last one. So I appreciated that. And she says, so I worked at a summer camp and it's on my resume because it shows that I'm not a dick. Right. So that was, mm-hmm. that was the thought process with that. Like, like I have like, it's just a small piece on it because that's so it shows that I can like a work with like, you know, kids and kids are fucking idiots. So I can work with idiots and B I'm not a piece of shit, but fucking she's like, so you still work there, right? And I'm like, no, why would it? I worked there in like high school. She's like, well, it says to present on your resume. Oh, Sean. <laughs> so I am not qualified to be an attorney because my like reviewing skills are subpar at best. Middle of the curve? Not even, dude. This is, this is some below the curve level shit. But so that's obviously not great either. Right. So that, so I'm like literally like, yeah, that's not correct. I stopped working there in like 2000 fucking like 13 or something. 2015 maybe. And so I get out of the interview. I'm like, I didn't get this job. Like I, I obviously didn't like, I not, I didn't even, I didn't even interview, interview with the guy that would hire me. There's no way he'd pick me. Uh, long story short, I did get the job. I guess I must have made a good impression on the people I interviewed with. You know, you have a good personality. You, thank you, Ollie. So I get the job, and there's fucking radio silence for like three weeks. So I give them a call, and I talk to the I talk to the partner for the first time, like ever. Nice, nice. We talk and, and, and basically he just, he says like, like, listen, like, and this is, um, this was when the pandemic was going on. He's like, we're going to still give you a job. We're still having you come in. We're still working out the details, but we are ice giving cubes. you a job. Nice. Yeah. Ice cubes. So I'm like, thank Christ. So fast forward again, like, like two more weeks. I haven't gotten anything about this job. It's after like, this is the day after we finished finals. I give them a call. I'm like, Hey, just letting you know, I'm done with finals and I'm ready to start work. I get back to the woman that I originally, uh, who, who originally asked me about the email when I got the interview. And she's like, yeah, don't worry. Either um, the partner or I will call you. I'm like, no. So now I have an excuse to just sit around and do nothing and wait. Fast forward again to this Monday, aka for by the time this episode releases, like a week ago. And... I get a call at 9 a.m. And I pick up the phone, Ollie. And it's my, it's the partner. Ghostbusters. It's the lead partner, Ollie. Oh, man. And I'm like, hey, what's up, lead partner? The guy in charge of hiring and or firing me and also the one who the law firm is named after. And he's like, hey, Sean, you are supposed to start today. Where are you? And, you know, there's not a lot of, I don't really dream very much, Ollie, but that shit was a nightmare. Come completely true. Like, I can guarantee you that there are multiple people who have had this exact same thing, but at least it's been a dream. And I say, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't, like, why would I know that? I didn't say that, obviously, because he's the fucking managing partner. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we've been sending emails to SWR. And I said, excuse me? 
And he said, yeah, that's your email. It's on your resume. And I said, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And I said, no, sir, that's a typo. I sent an updated copy. <laughs> and he's like, well, I didn't get it. So. Oh, God. He, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, this has been a great lesson in proofreading. And I said, yes, sir. And I, 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 a single tear fell from my face. And I'm like, well, this has been a great internship and I'm very excited to never work there again. But instead, do you want to start today or tomorrow? And that was a trick question. Uh, so I answered today because that was the correct answer. And he said, when can you be here? And I said, an hour. He said, all right. And hung up the phone. I have never gotten ready faster in my life for anything. If I was late to a law school final, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten together so fast. It's a 25 minute drive to the place. I get in there. The partner's not there. He and all the other lawyers are working remotely. So I don't even have a chance to explain myself. Yeah. The only people in the office are the, the, the attorney that's training us, the law clerks and the uh, legal staff, like the paralegals and the people in charge of intake and things like that. So I literally can't even explain myself to, to the managing partner who could fire me whenever he wanted to. Yeah. Cause Ohio is an at will state. So I start my work. I'm trained. And by trained, I mean, they just, they just say here, do this. And then we'll, we'll edit it and let you know how shitty it is. And we get to Wednesday and I, I, I find out Tuesday that the managing partner is coming in the next day. And I'm like, this is my chance. I can get off on the right foot, make him think I'm not an idiot, which he obviously does. Redemption. Redemption. It was, I had a great plan. I would explain the situation. I would be like, listen, I don't know how they got mixed up, but like I sent an updated resume. You must have not gotten it. Like, like I did update the resume. I'm not an idiot. Please don't fire me. Cut to the next day. I am working on some sort of legal document when a person passes by the conference room I was working in. He stops and he says, hey. I said, oh, hey. And he pointed at himself. He said his name. And I froze. That was the managing partner. That who, that's who it was. And I'd realized that, that I had seen pictures of him, but he looks completely different. What do you mean by does, that? Does he, he like look he older? Like, he, no, he, I think he must have lost weight. And then like he didn't, he like didn't, he, he hadn't, he hadn't cut his hair. So his hair was super long and he was wearing a hat. So I, I legitimately did not know who he was. So I thought he was another attorney. So I was just being like, Hey, what's up, man? And I realized, Holy shit. That's the managing partner. I should have said, Hey, what's up, sir. <laughs> and I fucking froze, bro. Like, when he said, oh, hey, and then he told me his name, I froze, and I'm like, oh, uh, hi, I'm Sean. And I'm like, of course he knows I'm Sean. What the hell? Like, <laughs> why wouldn't he know it was me? He knows everybody. He hired everybody. And he's like, keeping busy? I'm like, uh, yes, sir. And he just, and he just fucking walked away. This guy is terrifying. He walked away, Holly. Man, this is terrifying. He just plays with your emotions the whole time. So... I have, I have every expectation that I will be asked not to come into work on Tuesday. But I, it, it gets even worse. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish, I wish I could say that was the end of my of my sorrows. And to clarify, 
I'm not doing badly in the job. I have gotten lots of positive feedback well, from everyone else. But I have just ruined every experience I've had with the managing partner and the only one whose opinion matters. So Friday comes along and I receive two topics that I have to write blog posts about because we keep a blog on the website. I receive it Friday morning. They're due Monday. And for those of you who know, Monday is, you know, Memorial Day. So we don't, I don't have work. I spent, I spent eight hours straight working on these blog posts. Like these are, like imagine a memo, but to like a fifth grader. Like trying to explain legal concepts and use case law, but to someone with a fifth grade level reading level. Jeez, okay. Makes sense. That's what I was, that's how I was, that's how I was supposed to write it. So I was really bad at it because I've only ever written like, like motions and memos that are to lawyers or courts. So trying to break down super complicated terms. And that's the point of the blog post, right? Which I get super breaking down, super complicated legal jargon in a way that both myself, because I'm an idiot and the general public can understand kind of like how we do it here. To be honest, we break Um, it down. So come 5.30, I work 8.30 to 5.30, and I worked on it 8.30 to 5.30. Come 5.30, they're not done. In a normal week, that's no problem. I do them on Monday. Right? I finish them up on Monday, I send it to the partner. There's no work on Monday. But they're still due Monday. And I'm not allowed to work from home. I'm just not allowed. I can't even connect to the, to the server. I'm not even set up for remote work yet. Can you work in the office on Monday, even though it's Memorial Day? Nope. This is an employment firm, Ollie. The last thing they're going to want is to have <laughs> yeah. their, their legal staff <laughs> breaking employment law <laughs> or, 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 or violating some sort of employment law. So I have to email the partner. This will be my third interaction with this partner. I will have to email this partner and explain to him, hey, it's me, the dumbest law clerk you've ever had. And by the way, won't have the blog post by Monday. I have one blog post done and I will send him that blog post, but I don't have the other one done. I will not have it done until Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to writing that email. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to send it on Monday. Fingers crossed. Hope for the best. And hope that he just doesn't three strikes you're out me. Like... (laughs) Like, this is the third time you look like an idiot in a week, therefore you are gone. I don't think the conference room or wherever you were that he came in, I don't think that's a strike. I think that's just like, are you kind of just froze? I wouldn't constitute that as a strike. You know, Ali, you know, it's possible you're right, but you also like weren't in the room with me. You didn't see the fucking dumbstruck look on my face when I realized that I was talking to the man who built this firm into, into like a multi-office firm in multiple cities in the state of Ohio. Jeez. And the guy's super young. He's like 40-something. Like, Pretty old, but okay. Well, for like owning a firm? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him the, that. Being the managing partner... Mr. Like, Sir, he's... He, yeah, he caught me super off guard. But I'm liking the job. 
So other than that, I'm enjoying the job. I should, probably, I should probably include that, that this isn't bad talking the job itself, more so my incompetence at the job. I'm sure that a competent person wouldn't have these same issues with, with, <laughs> with, the, with the place. So, Ali, now that we've discussed how, how wild my week has been, did you do anything fun this week? Um, no, not really. I'm still in Texas, so... Yeah, there's actually nothing to do in Texas, so. Well, I thought today, Ollie, we kind of, you know, yesterday or last time we talked about adverse possession. And today I thought we'd talk about something that I, it isn't going to be as much of a heated discussion, but is a topic that I think not enough people know about. And that is? So that's especially when it relates to employment because you know I I work at an employment law firm so probably partially because I work there that I find that this is actually kind of important but the idea that of like when you get fired from a job like if you're, you're like wrongfully fired because of your gender or your race or something like that there's something called the duty to mitigate and I think that a lot of people need to know that because I didn't know it and you didn't know it and I knew what the duty to mitigate was. I didn't know how it applied to employment. And I think that can it's just, probably important. Can you explain what it, what the duty to mitigate is? Well, I, for I'd me, mostly, because be I, I barely went to school. Yeah. You were, oh, you I, were just I, there to look to preface know. to my mother. Um, I did go to school. I went to school every day. I read <laughs> all the, all it's the true. stuff that all my it's homework. True. I, I can, I can vouch for Ali. The duty to mitigate, at least as it relates to employment is the idea that if you are wrongfully terminated, you have a duty and this is enshrined in duty. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) That's the, that's the quality content you come to middle of the current podcast for. You have a duty to mitigate how much lost wages you have while the litigation is undergoing. So, Basically, how it works is that if you you have to do you have to search for an alternative form of employment that is similar to the one you had with reasonable diligence. That's the phrase that they use. I to, the, what that means is really kind of of course, as in everything with the law, like just not helpful at all. Let's say you are a school teacher and you are unlawfully terminated because I don't know, you blew the whistle on the principal for stealing money. Mm-hmm. So while you are terminated and while the, the litigation is, is going on, if you do not search for a reasonable alternative employment and, or if you are offered a reasonable alternative employment and you turn it down, the, the old employer, the one who unlawfully fired you, can point at that and say, hey, judge, look at this. You know, he could have, they could have had a job and they, didn't, they chose not to take it. So all the damages in back pay, all the pay that they would have gotten if they had been working for us, should be reduced by the amount they could have earned had they accepted or searched for a reasonable alternative employment. So I have a question. Yeah. Let's say that I'm a I'm a chef, sure. okay, at some like high end high end five star restaurant. 
what does this mean i have to like i i would have if i get offered a job at like mcdonald's to be like a fry cook since that's a mm-hmm. similar type of employment um obviously ollie i am not an attorney uh you should call a professional if that's your situation but this and this isn't legal advice it it says that it has to be reasonably similar to your employment so i'd say if you are a school teacher you aren't expected to pick up a, a fry cook position and i would i would imagine that a five star chef makes considerably more than someone who who works at mcdonald's yeah unless it's like a managerial position or whatever so i would say the answer is probably no because the the wages are considerably different i don't know how much it would be if the wages were competitive, so like if for some reason either the chef was getting paid not enough or the the cook was being paid too much or vice versa, okay, maybe let me, let, let me update let me update my my question. Sure. Um, let's use your your teacher example. Okay. If they're like I don't know middle school high school teacher. All right. Let's say I'm a I'm a middle school math teacher. And I get offered a job from the uh, from the law school admission test okay. via tutor. So LSAT. I was supposed to be an LSAT tutor. Okay. Would I have to take that? Um, that's a great question. To be honest, I, I'm not sure I know the exact answer. Because it, it has to be similar. So I don't know if it has to be specifically the same title, like the same job title or the same job duties and responsibilities. So, for example, there was a case where a guy was a mechanic for a school, got fired, asked to be reinstated, got reinstated as like a janitor, which they said wasn't like substantially similar. So it's, it didn't count. It was like a janitor for the same school, but they, caught, they hired him back on as a mechanic because they gave him like janitorial duties. It was weird. It was a very weird experience. But so I don't know the answer to that, unfortunately. Um, me giving you a forced answer would probably a bad idea to be honest (laughs) if i had to guess in a very not legal opinion i would say the answer is no but if you were offered let's say you were an lsat tutor for kaplan and then you got offered to be an lsat tutor for uh a different program (laughs) no one other than kaplan then you might have to take that or if you were a mechanic for a car shop and then you got hired to be a mechanic for a school district to work on the buses. You might have to take that. I don't. It, there's substantial if they're substantially similar, and and you found it with reasonable diligence, it's possible. But this is important for all y'all to know, um, because it's it's really important that if you all, if you have an intention to sue for some sort of employment wrongful termination suit, that you both try to find alternative employment. Even even if you don't have an attorney yet, a talk to an attorney. We are not attorneys, and but you you should you should probably be looking for reasonable alternative employment. Now you don't have to travel to scour the globe for employment. You know you have to do it with reasonable. You have to do it in ordinary, like in ordinary business. You should be looking. I think that's the way they put it. It's in Title Seven, like U forty two USC two zero zero five. And then it's, it's not, there's nowhere in Ohio that talks about it because why would there be, why would there be, it's all common law, which is like oh, judge made law. Lovely. We, yeah. We love that. 
I got to read a case from 1886 that, um, very recent. Yeah. It was written like it was from 1886. <laughs> they talk about yeet and, uh, twerking. And, yeah, dude. Yeah. They said they kept, they kept saying they were vibing with the plaintiff's arguments. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I know this is like a, a, a kind of a short topic, but I think it's, it's mo- I mainly wanted to bring it up because I think it's actually super important that people know that because I feel like not a lot of people do. I've already had, I've had, I've already had situations with, with individuals at the firm who didn't know that um, until we told them. So it's definitely a very important, definitely a very important thing to know that you do have some responsibility. You can't just sit and twiddle your thumbs and wait for the, wait for the money to fall to your hands. Any other questions, Ollie? To be fair, my, my knowledge is based on, all extensive research of a day of ha- eight hours of a day though. Sure. That is, that's more research is, than I I've done in anything in law school. That's fair. Not true. Hashtag all my professors. <laughs> Hashtag legal writing. So Sean, uh, you remember how last week we mentioned that, that, that poll that we did and how we made the executive decision to do the tiebreaker. How could I forget? You know, we got we got quite quite a lot of angry tweets about that, about how people felt cheated and that uh-huh. they weren't in on the decision and they really wanted to hear what we were weirdly passionate about. And even though it was interesting learning how we became famous, they still wanted to learn about this. So we are giving the people what they want. You know, we will do this segment right now. So so Sean, what's what's something you're you're strangely passionate about? At the first sign of criticism, we caved immediately, <laughs> and we decided to do this segment as well. So Ali, I am, and it's and it's funny because we have our guest coming on to talk about something that that she's weirdly passionate about. So you're gonna have to stick around for that. I am weirdly passionate about '90s alternative rock. And let me let me tell you why I know how specifically how it's '90s alternative rock. Please tell me. Because uh, you know how you used to have like Pandora, like the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Before Spotify just deleted it, um, took over its entire market. Um, so I would have Pandora, and I never knew what genre of music I listened to. Right, it would always. I was always choose bands. Right, I never choose genres. I choose band radios. So like Foo Fighters radio, stuff like that. You know, you have those and like embarrassing ones you had because you were like seven years old when you had it. So I had like a Nickelback radio and. Whoa! Don't all, be embarrassed. Nickelback yeah. was a banger. Yeah, it still is. Have you listened to Nickelback's most recent music? No, I. I it's I, actually what? like low key not a bad song. It's not. I wouldn't call it like the greatest song, but. At least the last time I checked, the song that they had released last was like not terrible. So this is my endorsement for know. Nickelback. I didn't know they kept making music. Yep. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you for not knowing that. So one day I decided to find the genre that like of the music that I listened to, and it turns out that that I found a station called '90s Alternative Rock. It was like '90s slash 2000s Alternative Rock, and I knew every song that played, every single one. Like for like 20 songs in a row. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is the genre of music I listen to. And ever since then, I have developed this knowledge base, this passion for 
90s to 2000s alternative rock. And now what do I mean by 90s to 2000s alternative rock? Some people might define it differently. I define it as Foo Fighters, Simple Plan, um, which is more like pop punk, but, uh, you know, stuff like Sum 41, kind of like the I'm Just a Kid and Life is a Nightmare uh, yeah. style of rock. You know, the kind of the angsty emo rock. Um, guys against <laughs> Blink-182. Blink-182, yeah. All that stuff. And partially is because this is because I play the drums. So I played the drums for like seven or eight years. And it's the, it's the music wow. I played the most. Wow. I wish I was good enough to be able to like, you know, have a justification for having played for eight years. Um, and, but when people, I probably ask people and they're like, oh, you look like you probably played for like two or three years. And I'm like, nope. Most of my adult life. But so I played that music. So I listened to that music a lot. And I've just, I've, I've developed a strange knowledge of 90s to 2000s alternative and rock and pop punk. I would describe it how I describe it, both alternative rock and pop punk, because pop punk is its own, is where Blink-182, Simple Plan, all that stuff falls. So, Very good. So I have some, I got a question. Okay. When, when you're talking about these bands, does one, does like one of them stick out to you? Like, like my, the one I listen to the most? Yeah, the one that you listen to the most, and then you mentioned that, like you, you started, you played the drums, and like you like to emulate that. Is there one that that you specifically try to emulate, like oh my a specific goodness. band? Oh man, I mean Travis Barker, Blink One Eight Two's drummer is insane. Um, like he's not mentally unwell, or he's. I mean, he's the he good. is the the drummer for Blink One Eight Two, so it's possible, but. <laughs> Um, the Foo Fighters drummer, I think his name is Taylor. I don't know his last name because I'm not, you know, like a true fan for sure. Um, those would be the, and then the, the drummer for some 41, who I also don't know the name of, unfortunately is, uh, they would probably be the drummers. I try to emulate the most for sure. Um, most because their songs are the ones that I play the most. My favorite band of that genre, hands down is Foo Fighters. My favorite musician of all time has to be Dave Grohl. Um, who can get it? Despite he's the fact that he's like 50, years old, but, 50 okay. and happily married with kids. No, I, don't, I don't swing that way, but if I did, he could get it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I've always loved Foo Fighters. I don't know when I first listened to Foo Fighters, but I think that they, I decided to find that as the band that A, got me into the genre, B, still has me hooked. There's, um, there's all those bands, Fall Out Boy, Penny of the Disco, Paramore, they've all transitioned, right? They've all started their, their, their careers in, in what I would call the 90s alternative rock and pump punk, pop punk, and then have transitioned to more pop in, in, in the recent years. If you listen to Fall Out Boy now, there's, basically, there's barely any actual instruments, <laughs> you know, like, but if you listen to, you listen to early Fall Out Boy and they're like an actual like, like, like rock band, which I, which I much prefer, but actually, um, their most recent song is a, a, a banger. I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, Foo Fighters is one of the bands that just never did that and have not faded away from the zeitgeist. Like, you, you, you take a look at bands that are unwilling to adapt. My Chemical Romance is a great example. They, had to, they eventually just broke up because they, they didn't adapt and then there was issues in the band. And, but, like, Foo Fighters never did that. They have, they have the exact same... I wouldn't say the exact same. They have a more polished, but they have the same sound that they did in their first album and their most recent album 
mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. And I think that's super cool that, that they, that even with the transition away from rock music, um, you know, alternative rock kind of turning into the, the songs that you hear in car commercials <laughs> is what they are now. But like the Foo Fighters have always stayed consistent. And I, I really respect that. I also think Dave Grohl is just a great guy. Um, super nice. Loves, loves what he does. Very humble guy. If you listen to like interviews, he's a super, super humble guy. Yeah. So, so that's, those are the kind of reasons why I love the Foo Fighters. And their songs are just amazing, dude. Unbelievable. All My Life, Best of You, Pretender, Everlong, uh, Long Road to Ruin. Uh, God. What would you say are the top five songs? Top five Foo Fighters songs Fighter. or top five yeah. songs in general? Foo Fighter. Foo Fighter. Okay. So this is super biased because I've performed Foo Fighter songs before and those just stay in my mind. Um, I think Long Road to Ruin, which is super rude because it's one of their less known songs, but I think like musically is my favorite of their songs ever. Great song. Highly recommended. Followed by Best of You. Followed by The Pretender. Dude, but I love... Okay. Followed by My Hero. Oh my God, dude. My Hero might should probably be up up towards the top just an amazing song it's so it's so unfair though because i'm pretty sure they double layer the drums in the beginning because i always tried to learn the the intro to my hero because it's such an iconic drum line i swear to god it's double layered like they have they have to have two tracks of, of drums going at the same time because it's just impossible to do <laughs> with one and then fifth would probably it's so hard to choose man they're all so fucking good fifth um definitely run which is actually one of their new songs um, which show, which just goes to show that, um, but like it's it's very, it's very like it's more, almost I, I would I would almost say more metal, in like not the traditional sense, but it's a much heavier song. Yeah, hold on, I, and then I have to. Well, one thing that people probably don't know about Dave Grohl. So Dave Grohl was the drummer for Nirvana. I'm pretty sure most people know that. I would argue that most people know that. If you didn't, then where have you been? Um. If you didn't, you know now. But he never played the drums again until he joined uh, a band called Them Crooked Vultures, which is just a fucking dynamic like trio of just amazing musicians. You have the the lead singer of Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Home, who plays guitar as well. You have the you have John Paul Jones, which is the bassist of Led Zeppelin. And then you have Dave Grohl on drums. And if you like, oh my God, if you like Queens of the Stone Age, I cannot recommend it enough. The whole album is just amazing. Like they only released one album. And No One Loves Me and Neither Do I might be one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, it describe yourself. Oh, it's oh. a great, it's a great song. <laughs> it's so good. So there's like, you know, in like modern EDM and pop music, there's like a drop, right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen a rock song just fucking crush a drop. And this song has just, it has like a perfect buildup and then just fucking like, it goes like, Oh, and then just boom, it just fucking hits you. And it's amazing. And I can't, it's, I can't stress it enough that if, if you at least have in any interest in, um, I'd say not hardcore, more like noise rock, you know, because it's very raw, very unfiltered rock. Then, then them crooked vultures, the whole album is just amazing. But anyways, Long tangent aside, I'm in love with Dave Grohl. Um, Foo Fighters might be my favorite band, I'd argue. But it's also my favorite band of, of that genre as well. Shout out to Dave Grohl. 
Yeah, you should come in here as a guest. Oh my god, dude, I I cry. I I don't fanboy about a lot of stuff, but I think I'd fangirl. I fanboy if I met Dave Grohl for sure. Never got to see him in concert though. I've seen Blink One Eighty Two in concert. That was fun. So Ali, um, enough about me ranting about '90s alternative rock and and 2000s pop punk. What are you really passionate about? You know, sorry, sorry, Dave Grohl. I'm not, I'm not as passionate about you as Sean is. Um, I think anyone that gets to know me uh, just comes to realize how passionate I am about ice cream. Just like mm-hmm. in general, I have ice cream more than I probably should at any time. I think there was a point in this in the school year that there was two or three weeks where I had ice cream every single day. Like I went to Mitchell's shout out Mitchell's homemade. Um, not sponsored, not sponsored, but could be if you play your cards, right? It's, uh, it's so good. And they have like seasonal flavors too. And like, it got to the point where like I would go there, they knew who I was, and they're like, what flavor do you want? And I was like, just surprise me, just don't have it be peanut butter. And they're like, I got you. And then they <laughs> will give me give me some scoops. And then I'm pretty sure I started getting discounts because for some reason, like the price of the ice cream I was getting was getting lower and lower. So I think it's probably because you're just so handsome, if I had to guess. Maybe, you know, but, but yeah, ice cream. Ice cream is... Wow. I... I, it's gone like I, when I I think I was in middle school or high school. I went to like it's not just ice cream; it's just like any frozen treat. I went to a fr- uh, frozen yogurt place with my sister, mm-hmm. and I think like you know how those places you fill up the cup and then they weigh it, right? And it's yeah, usually yeah, yeah. about like five five to seven dollars that you pay. Yeah. I am not exaggerating. I think I. Like I, I was, I was younger at the time. My sister, I think she had graduated college by then. Mm-hmm. So like she was going to pay for it. I don't have a job. She had the job. <laughs> um, very grateful um, to, to my sister. Um, but I am pretty sure I like the thing I had gone, the amount that I got was about like 10 to $12. Wow. That's impressive. That's Do you- how much I got. Was it the the actual frozen yogurt, or was it like all the toppings and stuff? It was both. Like if I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get frozen yogurt, I'm probably gonna get every single flavor and then probably every single topping. Wow, that's impressive. Just the smorgasbord. The smorgasbord. <laughs> so, which deeper for more ice cream or, fl- or frozen yogurt? Oh, ice cream. 100%. Yeah, I figured that was the answer. I just thought I'd ask in case you were some of those weird people. Frozen yogurt just melts way too quickly. Right. Um, I mean, it's good. It's a healthier alternative. Like, if <laughs> someone yeah. asks me to go to a frozen yogurt place, I'm not going to be like, no, I only have ice cream. Absolutely. I'm about to go get this frozen ice cream. I'm going to go hard. But for sure. It's not, it's not, if I had to choose, it would definitely still be ice cream. Now, I'm sure you knew this question was coming. Mm. What is your top five? ice cream flavors oh oh man hold on hold on top how many five five okay and no order i'm not i'm not ordering these i'll give you top five i'm not gonna give an order the first one i would say there's like a matcha only place in 
uh, Plano. I think it's called like Mecha Matcha or Matcha Mecha, something like that. Mm-hmm. They have they have a tiered tiered level uh, matcha ice cream. Mm-hmm. So like level three, level three, I think is the most like quote unquote dark. It's like the most matcha heavy one has the most amount of tea in there. That one is so good. And I still remember <laughs> that. And I haven't been in, I think about a year. I haven't been. Also, the same sister took me there once. And <laughs> I was a lot older. And she Did she still pay them? Again. Yep. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> of course. Shouts out. Shouts out. Um, and after that, there's, a, there's another place. It's in East Plano. It's a place called Mango Mango. They mm-hmm. make ice cream out of mangoes, just the mango fruit. Yeah, see, it's weird, right? It's very and weird. I, I don't know if you can call that ice cream, really. No, it's it's. Oh, that was so good too, and I still oh, remember that. I haven't been there in years. Uh, after after that, so that's two, right? We hit mm-hmm. we hit two. We're getting there. Ooh. Can I give three? Can I just? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand. It's a t- it's a tough choice. I mean, you love them all so much, so picking between three is just hard. Like I wanted to name every fucking song off the Foo Fighters' best of album, but like I can't. I think in Mitch. So Mitchell's Mitchell's has a banana banana crumble banana mm-hmm. something. Um, it has like a chunk banana pie. I don't I don't know. It has like chunks of like a crust with a banana ice mm. cream. That one is also very good. And that was the first one that came to mind when I thought about Mitchell's. Yeah, that, I'll give you those three. Call it a three. But yeah, the only type of ice cream I won't ever get is anything with peanut butter. And that's just because I don't like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you think you developed this love of ice cream? Is there like a, a, a was it just getting it as a kid or? I mean, to be fair, I can't imagine there's a lot of people that don't like ice cream that aren't like lactose intolerant. But like, I mean, to be fair, people who are lactose intolerant, I've never seen anyone who's lactose intolerant take it seriously. They're like, "Oh, let's go get ice cream." I'm like, yeah, and they'll just take their magic lactose. pills. Yeah, um, for I think I was just getting as a kid. I remember, like, I I vaguely remember someone was babysitting me once and they took me to this ice cream place called Brahms. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's like more of a Southern thing or if it's nationwide. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't ring a bell to me, but it's I like an ice, pretty much like an ice cream only marketplace. It's <laughs> I, and I remember going there and I remember one trip specifically because I lost my babysitter's keys Oof. at the same time. Um, I don't even remember what her name was, but man, it seems like to make a memorable memory for me, you just need to take me to get ice cream. (laughs) All right. Good to know. When we go on our, when we go on our first date after COVID, I'm taking you taking ice cream. So it was just, it was just getting ice cream as a kid that, that kind of really sparked the the love in you. Yeah. And it's just like, I kept it ever since like I played basketball through high school and then when we would go to tournaments i would usually get ice cream at some point or like going to jason's deli whenever mm-hmm. we, would, we would sometimes like get dinner at jason's deli or one of those type places but every time we went to jason's deli you know how they have the free ice cream no uh, i don't know what jason's deli is 
Oh, dude, uh, they're, I'm pretty sure they're maybe a national thing. Maybe not. Wow. Maybe life's, life's different here in the <laughs> up north. Down. But yeah, you get, there's like a free ice cream machine that you can mm-hmm. do if you eat inside of Jason's Deli. So, like, we would go to basketball tournaments and then we would just go ham of uh, eating ice cream. And then when I ran cross country um, in undergrad, we would go there a lot too after races and I would do the same thing. I would just go and have like, I would, I would have like a tuna melt sandwich where it is like, right. it's, it's filling, but it's not going to like kill you of mouth of mm-hmm. food. But then I would eat that much ice cream or like you feel, you start feeling sick and then I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good now. Well, that take it fun. from all the rest of us who can't eat gallons of ice cream while maintaining the runner's physique um you're the worst (laughs) no problem (laughs) um that's i mean i respect that i i probably would do the same thing not the tuna sandwich not really my cup of tea what is so i know you don't like peanut butter what is one what is your least favorite flavor of ice cream that isn't peanut butter vanilla it's just yeah. I, I have no interest it's so bland it's just yeah i respect that well i think that's awesome ollie you know yeah, i think it's important have... that everyone has something that they're really passionate about mine's just uh, mine's not the healthiest shout out doctor i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah and mine's not the most useful you know there's ever trivia I about mean... 90s alternative rock you hit me up. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, you could, it might be useful for like a trivia night or something. <laughs> I have yet to see one that, that has that as a topic, but when it does, your boy is going to be all over it. Ooh, Nadia. that V, Miss Nadia? What up? So, hello, Nadia. Chef hello. Nadia, as I should say. <laughs> Um, very good cook if anyone needs them needs someone to cook for them for like a date night or something nadia will Call cook at me for for two people for how much was it 50 50 something 50 something dollars and guess what i still haven't done it so nice. i guess corona saved me from that one <laughs> can you just can you just uh give a little spiel about yourself who you are how you became so famous yeah, for sure. So um, my name is Nadia. I'm from I'm a Michigander, born and raised man. Um, I'm go to law school with you guys. I don't know what else to say. Um, I won Top Chef last season. Just kidding. I didn't, but that got me into some hot water. So <laughs> um, that's how I'm famous. Um, Do you have any social media you'd like to plug? Yeah, follow me at H-A-I-L-E underscore Nadia. Hile is how my last name is pronounced. Hi-lay. So Hi-lay. don't butcher it. Everyone says Haley, and that's not how it's supposed to be. But oh, everyone I says Haley. How about you pronounce my last name? Go for it. Um, okay, yeah, there we I got go. you. No, no. And I rest my case. No, Rani. No, Rani Dargiri. That was good. Okay, Nadia, you, you've uh, Sean, you're fired. There. <laughs> <laughs> tried so hard all right so nadia um as we understand you have something of great importance to talk about something you're very passionate about something that keeps your flame of your life going day and night 
that yeah. you wouldn't be here without. So can you just 100%. explain what that is and, you know, explain why you're so passionate about it? Yeah. So um, whenever I'm stressed or not even stressed, honestly, whenever I just like want to do something and it's my guilty pleasure usually. And I'm kind of, I will say, this is something that I was, I was kind of skeptical about talking about in public because it's kind of embarrassing, but I like love watching um, food videos. But like when I talk about food videos, I mean like videos of people eating the whole menu at like Wendy's or eating the whole menu <laughs> at like Popeye's and like then describing it and what it tastes like. Then I also really like to watch videos where people try fast food joints in other countries. So these people travel all over and instead of going to, well, no, they go to other restaurants too, but they have to try everything on the menu at McDonald's and KFC and they talk about it. And then my Instagram for you page is filled with food videos that I can just sit and watch day in and out, um, just like scrolling through and watching cheese be poured on stuff and then putting hot Cheetos and things that I don't know if hot Cheetos should go on, but for some reason it must taste good because they sell Wait, it. Wait, hold on. Cheetos, <laughs> hot Cheetos goes on everything. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I put hot Cheetos on mac and cheese once and um, Elena was making fun of me and I just kind of felt, you know, embarrassed. That was the reason I didn't want to come on here and share the truth. No, we we agree with that. We agree with that flaming hot Cheeto recipe. I made that once and I got made fun of, but then I made it for those people. And then they all became believers. They all became believers. So we need we need someone like you on our podcast because we we are a self help podcast, right, John? It's true. No, we. I'm trying to share awareness. We're dedicated to helping others be a better version of themselves. I have a confession to make. I've never tried that flaming hot Cheetos recipe. No. I oh know. my god. I know. I'm I'm sorry. Well, you know what? Since it is quarantine and we all have a, like a lot of time on your hand our hands, you should just go. This is how you gotta do. You gotta go to the store. You gotta mm-hmm. buy a box mac and cheese. You gotta get Annie's because any other box mac and cheese is just kind of is a disgrace. Well, I gotta I gotta write this down. Should, yeah, please pen, do. Pen you paper. don't wanna mess it up. <laughs> if you get craft you know, at that point, I'm disowning you as a friend because we okay. can't be friends. Right. But um, you just make it how you're supposed to make it. Follow the box, and then you just put some hot Cheetos in there, and then like your life is good. But also, if you want to go a little further, you could put like black pepper, and um, you could put um garlic powder, and you could put yeah, that's probably it because you're gonna have hot Cheetos. But wow. I like to spice up my life, you know. Yeah, you know that's that's pretty crazy. I, when is um. When is Emerald going to come knocking, you think? When is what? Emerald, the chef, going to no. come. Oh, you don't know? You don't know? Who? All right, fine. Oh, <laughs> I've, just, I've, just, I've just dated myself. Um, who is come that? on, he's like, he's like that chef. That is like, uh, what does he say? Ollie, help me here. I know who you're talking about. Uh, he's, he's like, bam, or whatever. He's like, he's the guy that looks like Scalia. Yeah. Oh, I just saw a picture. I'm more of just like... um. Action Bronson chef style, ah. you know. Yeah, I like those yeah, yeah. off the beaten path chefs that like sure. that aren't like looking like Scalia, you know. That's a <laughs> fair criticism. All right, thank you, thank also, you for wait, letting this get off my chest. Did you just say that you um, 
are dating yourself? I dated you? myself. Yeah. How um, old are you? I'm I'm 23. Yeah, like I'm older than you, dude. So. Well, you know. Thanks for I calling me myself. old. I didn't call you old. I called all you old. But it's okay to be old, ladies and true. gentlemen. We're we for a, we, everyone. <laughs> we are an equal opportunity podcast. We had <laughs> we had one of the oldest people I know on the podcast today, on here just last week. Oldest person in the history of the world, I've actually heard. Yeah, right. He's gotten awards for it. They're like, "What is he? What do you wow. do?" And the answer is, "How'd you so, get him on here? That's pretty special." You know, I have we pulled some strings. I have a lot of contacts. It wasn't cheap. I'll tell you that much. It wasn't cheap. <laughs> wow. You know I feel how you honored to be on here. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Ollie. Feel free to. No, continue. you're good. <laughs> I wanted to see where else you were going with that. Inter- interviewing our our esteemed guest lecturer. Okay, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, that, were we talking about the mac and cheese recipe? Mm-hmm. So the way I like to do it is like I crush up the flaming hot Cheetos and I make mm-hmm. the mac. I make the mac and cheese and I put the mac and cheese into like a like a baking pan and then I make like a little crust and then I broil it for a bit. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow, that is artisan. I, would, I might try that too. Anything else you want to say about your your uh, weird food videos? Um, I definitely suggest people check them out because, like, the way that I use this, like, I'm not eating all these things, especially in quarantine. I actually haven't gone out to eat. And, like, I haven't gotten takeout or anything because my parents are just super, super, like, strict and don't really let me leave. But um, I it really satisfies, you know, my brain. It's like a mental thing. And so if you just like really are craving something, just like look up people eating it and have them describe it. And then it kind of satisfies your mind, your taste buds. Um, are there, are there certain accounts that you would recommend? Yeah, for sure. So currently I'm watching action Bronson's fuck. That's delicious on Hulu. There's also on YouTube. It's like vice, but so the YouTube channels is like, one of them is called the Try Guys. They try everything. That one's actually really, int- like, they're like 40 minute videos that I just sit and watch. Um, <laughs> um, it, it is true. I think everyone should try it once in their life. It might not be for everyone, but you might realize, like, it's better than a mukbang or mukbang. I don't really feel those. What? Like, I don't really need... You know, you guys don't know what mukbangs are? I know the name. It sounds so familiar. I just don't remember what it is. It's like where people eat like huge amounts of food. And then they like, like usually it'll be like an ASMR. I don't like those. Ones. Sometimes they'll have mukbangs where, yeah, it's disgusting. Um, I don't like those. And not that we're judging no anyone who does Anybody it. who does like, yeah, you know, um, I mean, it's not disgusting. It's just I'm not. I'm kind of judging, but okay. <laughs> Whatever it's gets like you a going, huge yeah. industry. But then there's people that love to just talk and eat um, a bunch of food. It's like a lot of food. But um, yeah, those are just kind of boring. I like when people try a variety of things um, and compare them and just tell me about them. So yeah, the other people are healthy junk food. They Mm. will go around the world and try things and they're this couple. And then they will make like huge amounts of like, they made like a giant hot pocket once. I don't watch the cooking videos because I don't really care to. I just want to see them eating as opposed to eating it. But yeah, those are my suggestions. Also, Anthony Bourdain, he's just a classic. I love him. He's the one who got me into this. He's a gateway into this whole 
world. So I suggest, yes, rest in peace. Um, Andrew Zimmerman, sorry, I'm just like telling you. No, all you can I'll feel free. For I feel like I'm learning so much. Um, he's like bizarre foods guy. Um, he was on the Travel Channel, and he like goes to different countries and just tries like just a lot of foods that might not even be it might not be the most popular in those countries but it's also just like seems like what bull balls who eats that or like freaking insect yeah people eat all these things they're delicacies and he eats them you know it really just like blows your mind a little bit uh-huh. so yeah those are some of my go-to all-time favorite man versus food is kind of those are all tv ones but zimmerman andrew zimmerman bizarre food that's a family family uh tv show my whole family used to watch it they loved it there was one they did on ethiopia and my parents just loved him after that i think yeah anytime there's a thing about ethiopia my parents instantly love so you would say it's more of a visual satisfaction than an audio satisfaction 100 percent. like you need the eyes on that cheese pull you need the eyes on that like chocolate if that's your thing i'm more of a cheese gal but like then that's when your mouth can taste it and then your brain and your some people, okay, this is a disclaimer. Some people might start to get hungry. I know it can make people hungry. So um, just be prepared. If you start to feel hunger, just remember you're not hungry. Or if you are hungry, go eat. Or you can just sit and watch. Yeah, I guess that would be my my biggest concern with stuff like this, is that I don't need anything to make me hungry. So I'm worried <laughs> that watching these will just make me hungry and make me eat and then make me upset that I'm not eating the cool stuff they're eating. Instead, I'm eating yeah. fucking American cheese and. Hey, craft singles. Oh, those are the best. <laughs> I don't. I don't care what anyone has to say. It tastes like plastic. But I used to come <laughs> home after school and I would just like unwrap just the cheese and just Oof. eat that craft single. Good times. Good times. <laughs> anyway, so, when I was younger, I tried to combine my two favorite foods in a sandwich, which was cheese and peanut butter. So I put a craft single oh. on peanut butter onto bread and I put it in the microwave because I wanted to make it a grilled cheese, but I was young. So I didn't know how to do the stove. Um, let's just say it was not good. <laughs> really? You know, I couldn't have guessed that cheese and peanut butter just doesn't, just doesn't work. I mean, they always make it either peanut butter filled pretzels or cheese filled pretzels. I guess they don't really ever combine but it. There's so. a place in Coventry that puts peanut butter on their like savory sandwiches. I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but I don't think it's really for me. So I'm not going to say their name, but they're a good restaurant. Otherwise, huh. maybe it's you know, some people's jam. Own. Yeah, exactly. Make sure to tweet at us at MOTC underscore podcast if you like cheese and peanut butter on sandwiches. Boom. Plug. Look at that. Branding. Easy. Branding. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I, I think I need a little clarification. Do they just take a bite of every item on the menu or do they just eat the whole menu? <laughs> no, no, they definitely um, just, he doesn't eat the whole thing. He just takes a few bites. Maybe if something's so good, he eats a whole bite or not the whole thing, but like a, a few bites. But if usually it's just one bite of stuff because it's just, huh. it's just like an obscene amount of food to eat. But then um, I just remember he was doing the Taco Bell Eat the Menu Challenge and he had a whole bucket and he was like, I'm putting everything that tastes the same in this bucket. And basically it was like everything in the Taco Bell menu because it all tastes the same. 
But then he'll bring in guests to try things with him and then they like end up loving stuff. My one concern about these eat the menu videos is I'm a huge person about like food waste is so bad. There's a lot of people that need food that can't afford it and can't get it. So I hope that they don't waste the food that they don't. That's my only thing. But so let's say you watched a video on eat the whole menu at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Would you watch a different person's version of the same restaurant? Like, is it the individual or is it the food? Um, I think it's usually the food more than the individual. But there was things where I was like, so this is something I do, like the Popeye's chicken sandwich, right? That was a huge craze back sure. in the fall. Right. And I wanted to try it, but I wasn't, you know, fast enough to the punch before it went away for a little bit. And so I was just sitting there longing for this pop chicken sandwich and just being like, you know, I want to try this thing. What can I do? So then I started watching a lot of different videos of different people eating the chicken sandwich and comparing it like to the sure. Chick-fil-A one or like something else. So in that kind of sense, sometimes if there's like specific things, I'll watch the same thing. But I don't usually watch more than one eat the menu because that's just like, then I kind of feel sad for me because I'm like, why am I sitting here for 40 <laughs> minutes watching? Like. Two different people Two eat different the people. same menu. <laughs> but, you know, seasonal things, there might be some changes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, 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 for one, think that this is a very interesting topic. I'm, I'm fascinated that I'm learning so much about it. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's not really my cup of tea. Mostly because <laughs> I, I feel like you would tea. just... Oh, I don't like tea, but the only tea I like is when someone spills the tea. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> but um, do you have any other questions, Ali? No, that's it. You wanna you wanna take it to the the net, the final segment, the house. Take it to the house. Um, take it to the house. Take us to the crib. Yeah, take us to the crib. So you might be aware, Nadia, that mm-hmm. we like to end off our guest lectures uh, by doing what we have uh, lovingly called the cold call. Um, mm-hmm. where we kind of hit you with a bunch of questions and then you have to kind of give us your best answer in like 10 seconds or less. Okay. Um, Got this. Yours is a little graded. special. Um, special. Because it's kind of like, you know, the question is really, did you do your reading last night, Nadia? Yeah. Um, we will be grading you on your answers, so keep that in mind. But do your best. Be honest. You're going to do great. Um, I'm already having I nightmares. Yeah. Uh, so Ollie and I are going to switch off. Uh, what were Ollie and my favorite and least favorite law school classes? Darn it. Okay. Ollie's was his favorite one was Leap. Pink. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, least favorite. I want to say, shoot, want to say CivPro. Ding, ding, ding. Wow, well done. Was I right? I want to say you're correct. And then what's mine? All right, Sean, your favorite, um, was it criminal law? I think it was. I thought it was criminal law, right? It was criminal. Yeah. And then my least favorite? And your least favorite. Um, I think it was, shoot, this one's tough. There's a few that I think it could be. I want to say leg reg. 
Ding ding ding! Wow! Dang! I'm, I'm <laughs> well done. I don't. I I couldn't even Thank remember you. all of them. I was about to have to pull them up. Wow! <laughs> Impressive. So my question, memory is question. just my best thing about me. <laughs> when do the gyms in Ohio open? When did they? When do they open back up? When do they? A the topic of contention. Um, we're not sure because they didn't say yet. Ooh, unfortunately, that is incorrect. They open up on the 26th. Dang it. Uh, what dating app did Ollie download for 30 minutes? Um, Tinder. Ooh, unfortunately, incorrect. Ooh. Wait, 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 <laughs> it was Bumble. Wait, wait, wait. I was just going to say that. The only yeah, that's other what option. It was Bumble. So you, you hit 50%. You know, if I'm being honest, that was, that was a lot higher than what I was expecting you to get. <laughs> yeah, so. they, 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 they were, they were some tough questions, that's for me. sure. We, right, we like, only gave it to just, you because we trusted you. I did really well on the hardest one. So. That's true. I agree. It was very well. Um, I have one more cold call. Um, if, if you had oh, to fight Ali, who do you think would win? If I, I had to fight Ali? Yeah, I know the answer, but... I know the answer. Um, also, why? Okay. This is like a legit fight. Yeah. Yes. So I think I think that I would win, but I, love the I don't know because I I <laughs> I think Ali would kind of like he was like agile and like <laughs> and I feel like he could flail and kind of throw me That's off. And, then, <laughs> and um, that, is, that is exactly how I imagine Ali would fight. <laughs> but then flail. I just like but I feel like I just have like I'm kind of shorter to the ground and I kind of like have some like whew, you know, yeah, yeah. so I feel like I could hold my ground and then just kind of like surprise him with my mm-hmm. strength. Mm-hmm. So like he wouldn't be expecting me to come at him with such strength, so he wouldn't be prepared for it, and then I could sure. take him by surprise. That's why I think I would win, but I don't know for sure. Really. I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Ali? Oh, that is definitely the correct answer. I think she gave me too much credit. <laughs> um. <laughs> so agile. He was an athlete in college. I mean, you saw him on the basketball court. I did. It's impressive. What What is the favorite thing? Well, I guess we'll 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 end here. Um, what is this? Will be the last question. What is the one thing you're looking to forward to the most? Come the end of end of everything going on. End of everything. I think just being able to like see friends and hug them because like I don't know. I just Aww. miss everybody. And, like, I don't even need to be doing anything crazy. I just want to be able to be, like, close enough and not mm-hmm. afraid that I'm going to give you something or take something home to my family or you're going right. to take something, you know? For sure. Anything else, uh, Ollie, that you can think of? No, that's it. I I feel like I need to go and watch some food videos. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know you, but I'm feeling hungry. I Please watch them and, and, like, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. I would really, like appreciate it yeah and our listeners listeners let you know as well hile Mm -hmm. underscore nadia you can let her know if anyone becomes enamored with food and then also tag uh you know motc underscore podcast on instagram yeah tell us your favorite one yeah you should you definitely should because i i'm looking now so i need to expand my my knowledge uh my extent of cooking is like eggs I need to expand right, my knowledge. Well, thank you guys for having me on here. I feel so honored, honestly. I mean, thank you for sharing your wisdom, 
your passion, your knowledge about such an important topic, like, you know, about your weird food videos. Yeah, I mean, I would call you as an expert witness for this, for sure. I think you'd qualify, no doubt. That's like the highest honor to have in the court. So it's the highest honor to have in my heart, honestly. Yeah, we we only bring in the utmost experts on very important issues. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us, Nadia. This has been an absolute pleasure. All right, bye, Nadia. Bye. Hopefully we can see you soon. Yes, I can't wait till I can give you guys some hugs. Bye. 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 Well, Ollie, we've talked about a lot today. That we did, Sean. That we did. But, Sean, you know, I am but a simple human. Was this ever legal advice? You know what? Let me check my uh, my sheet here. Oh, yeah. No, no. It was not in any way, shape, or form legal advice. Obviously not. Neither of us are lawyers. Uh, if you have legal questions, please send them to a lawyer who is not us. Uh, do not send your legal questions to MOTC underscore podcast on Instagram or at MOTC podcast on Twitter. But do send your favorite foods or something you're really passionate about. I'd love to hear about it, to be honest. Or your angry tweets, you know. Or your angry we'll tweets. Please, angry tweet. please direct those to us. Shout out to our, our guest lecturer. Um, Shut up. Not a high lay. Fucking nailed it. Um, I think we have to correct. <laughs> we have to make a correction. I think that her Instagram was unfortunately mis misnomered. Yes. Earlier. Yes. Hold on. So me... why don't why don't you give them the the correct pronunciation? So her actual Instagram handle is uh, nod dot So it's n a d period. H-A-I-L-E. Mm. No space in between anything. So. Good. You should all go follow her. Go follow as, her. As we will be. Because so. we follow all of give our her, esteemed guest lectures. Give her some love. Definitely. Tell her we sent you. Yeah, please do. I think, I think, I think that's it, Ollie. I think, I think uh, we've had a great good. conversation, though. So, um, Sean, are you ever going to be, uh, you know, top, top of the curve? No. You know, you know so. who, uh, who's in the top of the curve, Ollie? Yeah, a bunch of bunch of nerds and gunners. <laughs> I'll always be a little hire me. Yeah, also like if you have any positions and you know, hit me up. Because um I will probably not be um in the job I currently am because I obviously don't deserve it. Come next week. So anyone hiring, hit me up. What is it? Like stay middle of the curve? Is that the shit that we say? What, yeah, what go they, well, <laughs> on three, one, two, three, woo! <laughs>